All right. Hi, guys, and welcome to episode nine of Propofol, please, a podcast by me, Josiah. Uh, yeah, that's right. I did decide to change the name of the podcast because, frankly, the name Josiah's CRNA Personal Statement Review sucks. Uh, and as you heard about in last episode, I'm going to be starting to do more than just stuff related to writing personal statements. I'm going to be starting to include content from various parts of the application process, including interviews. So today we're going to be talking about what type of questions you should be asking at the end of the interview. And for reference, my experience interviewing was pre-COVID, before all these online Zoom interviews. Uh, and video interviews do change things somewhat. After all, you cannot be wearing pants and the interview panel wouldn't know at all. Um, you should st- probably still wear pants in case you stand up. Um, but you also tend to miss out on portions of the interview where you tour the school, where you get this physical face-to-face interaction with the faculty. And in a traditional interview, you are judged from the moment that you walk on to the moment that you leave. But in a Zoom interview, you're really only judged on the interview portion. After all, you log on, you get into the room, you say hi, you do your interview, and then you leave. Um, So you're judged on how well you portray yourself and how well you answer the questions. And so even though my experience was pre-COVID, a lot of the same interview tips still do apply. Um, And so almost inevitably, at the end of every interview session, they will ask you if you have any questions for them. And in case you didn't know, the correct answer is always yes. But what type of questions should you be asking? And a lot of the questions I hear people ask are questions that aren't really suited for the actual interview portion, right? Um, for example, in, if you happen to be interviewing in this like full experience day type of interview where they bring everyone together, they give you food, you get presentations, you get to tour the facility, the faculty will talk about themselves, what they do, um, they get to know each other. A lot of these, a lot of these um, questions that people try to ask can be answered in the, the, these initial get-to-know-you sessions. Uh, these are questions like, do you guys teach point-of-care ultrasound? Do you guys have autonomous rotations for your SRNAs? Uh, how much call do students take? So on and so forth. And there are other questions as well um, that, you, that just have no, play, no, um, no place in interview day like the number of cases that the students get, the number of hours, the number of arterial lines, the number of central lines, uh, the pass rate. These are quick answers that you can get either online or by emailing. Um, And that if you ask these in the interview day or in your interview session, it kind of seems like that you didn't really bother doing your research at all. And so, but not all those questions are bad to ask. Sometimes it's not bad to ask some of those questions, but As with the rest of your interview and with the rest of your application, your goal should be to ask questions that will maximize your chance of success at getting into CRNA school. So how do you do this? Um, The idea is that you want to ask questions that show that you're looking for the correct school just as much as the school is looking for the right student. And that kind of conveys to the school that, hey, this guy's on the right track. This guy's not just, he's not desperate. He's not just looking to go to whatever school takes him. He is really concerned about success. He is really concerned about mental health uh, for his own future and for the future of his family, um, whoever's around him. Um, So a small part of asking these questions is also projection of confidence. You want to kind of indicate, hey, you know, I have options here, so sell me on this school. But at the end of the day, you need to show that you've put some serious thought about the amount of work that it takes to become a CRNA, that you're picking a school that's going to help you succeed. And again, A lot of people don't have choices. Whatever school takes you, that's the school you're going to go to. Um, But at least, at least for the sake of an interview, don't appear desperate. Uh, So if you don't take anything else away from this podcast, 
take this away, that your appearances and your ability to sell yourself matters more than any test score, any certification, any GPA that you throw at the school. You need to be a good salesman of yourself. So to this end, I suggest that you ask questions similar to the ones that they will be asking you. And what I mean is this, like, don't ask them to explain, like, don't ask them to explain to you how norepinephrine works. That's just insulting. Um, but you want to ask questions about the personality of the program. You want to ask them, throw them scenario questions, see how they respond. Because you're going to be judging the school by how they respond. And you want to appear picky about what you want. And sometimes the way that these schools answer these questions, it will help you refine your criteria for making the final selections. And let me give an example here. One of the questions that I asked schools was how they would respond to a student who was struggling for this and that reason. Um, and by and far, you know, most schools I interviewed at had some variation of how they, the faculty, want to go out of their way to open up their offices for extra tutoring support. Um, some would allow students to take a year off, so on and so forth. Um, and once, but there's one reply that really stuck in my mind. And this one school replied that they would, you know, they would try to help them, but some students just don't make it. And as a prospective student, that answer scares me because it sucks to be cut as a student, you're out a couple thousand dollars, maybe a hundred thousand dollars, you know, where are you going to go? What are you going to do? You know, it's the anesthesia world is very small and it's difficult to rematriculate into another school. So word get, does get around. And, you know, to be fair, I'm sure that the faculty at this school is just as willing to work with failing students as any other school. Um, but the way they phrased the answer, it made it seem like it was inevitable. And that kind of turned me off to their program. Okay, so now let's get on to the part that you've probably all been waiting for. Let me give you a list of questions that I asked, and hopefully you'll be able to build on this list and think of better questions to ask. So number one, what in your opinion sets this program apart? And two, if you're granted unilateral power, what changes or improvements would you make to the program or to CRNA education in general? Um, so for these first two questions, it's very important that you ask these questions in a charitable way. Because it's not an interrogation. You're not interrogating program directors here. They want to talk well about the program, just like you You want to talk well about yourself. Uh, so you should be asking your questions in such a way so that they will have the opportunity to brag about themselves, to an opportunity to uh, share their vision for the future of the program, the future of CRNA education. Right. So you shouldn't don't ask them what's your greatest weakness um, and put them on the ropes. You want to be a winsome person. So ask questions that aren't going to make the directors hate you. The ability to win people, especially in difficult situations, is oftentimes a good hallmark of emotional intelligence. All right, three other questions here. Number three, have you ever had a student get in conflict with a preceptor? So what happened? Uh, what did the preceptor do? Did they go talk to the student or did they go straight to the program director? Uh, and how did the program or the program director handle it? And what was the outcome of that? Uh, what does a successful student do to be successful? Uh, and lastly, I understand CRNA schools to be have a very grueling and intensive couple years. And so how does this program support the student's mental and physical well-being? What resources have your students taken advantage of when they struggled in clinical and school? And these are questions, again, that seek to kind of elucidate how well these programs are going to support you, right? Are these going to be programs that are concerned about your mental and physical well-being, or are they going to be programs that will graduate CRNAs that are almost dead from three years of full-time crazy school? 
Um, yeah. Anyway, so one of the other things that I learned from my first few interviews is that your allotted time flies by very, very quickly. You only get 15 to 45 minutes to convey everything you want to about yourself. And ideally, you would be able to steer and influence the narrative about yourself through the answers that you give in the interview. But sometimes you don't get the chance. And it's happened for me multiple times where I get to the interview and there's something vital about my application or vital about myself that I haven't communicated yet. Uh, and questions at the end of the interview are one of the ways in which you can communicate that information. For example, I really want to name drop the book Watchful Care in my interviews. Uh, and I realized near the end of my first interview that I hadn't done so. So at the first time this happened, and actually the second time as well, because I'm dumb and I didn't learn from my first time, uh, I was scrambling at the end of my interview to come up with a question that would include the fact that I had read the book Watchful Care. And by the way, if you've never read Watchful Care, I highly recommend that you read it. It's a history of nurse anesthesia, and I think that name-dropping this book actually changed the course of some, several of my interviews. But anyways, the refined version of the question that I asked was, one of the most important things that I gleaned from reading Watchful Care is how important it is for CRNAs to be in the driver's seat of the profession. So how does your program promote political activism among students? And you can do this for other things as well. You know, here's another example of a question that I wrote that kind of uh, underscores the fact that I know about stress and substance abuse among all anesthesia providers. Uh, and the question was, stress and substance abuse have, has a high prevalence among anesthesia providers and is a major focus uh, for both the AANA and the ASA. So what resources does this school offer for students that are struggling either academically or at home? And it's a variation of some of the questions that I asked earlier, but it's a way for you to work in the fact that you have looked into modern issues that plague uh, both nurse anesthetists and physician anesthesiologists. Anyway, so you'll notice that none of these questions have simple answers, and that's kind of by design. You want to be generating open-ended answers so that you can have a conversation with them. You want to open up this discussion. You want to get them comfortable. You want to make them remember you as someone who is interesting uh, and engaging. Like Think of it like a first date. If on the first date, all you give is one-word answers and all the other person gives is one-word answers, uh, I'm just going to call it now and say that there's not going to be a second date unless you guys are both stupidly hot or something. I don't know. But sometimes your interview will be short, and after 10 minutes, they're going to lean back and they'll say, that's all that they have prepared. Do you have any questions prepared for them? And again, you shouldn't say no. And one of the reasons you shouldn't say no is because you don't really want to be judged on the first 10 minutes of your interview. For most people, you're nervous in the beginning, and as the interview goes on, you become more comfortable. Your interview performance actually goes up as the interview gets longer. So... You know, you don't want to be judged on your first 10 minutes. You want to be judged on your last 10 minutes. Prepare these questions to extend that time that you have so that you have more opportunity to get comfortable, to showcase how awesome you really are, uh, how good you are, are going to be as a student, how ready you are for school. You want to prepare questions, good questions, that will also show the school that you're thinking seriously about what it's going to take to become a CRNA, and that you're not just looking for any school, but you're looking for the correct school. Anyways, so that's all I have for now on the subject of questions uh, that you should be asking the interview panel. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email me, and I'll leave my email address in the description below. Uh, if you do want to sign up for personal edit, essay edits or any other school application-related service, um, I'll put some other links below where you can look into that as well. 
Um, and until next time, bye-bye.